This week on the show, our pop culture references, we talk about the Winter Olympics and the movie Miracle about the 1980 hockey team, and some fortune cookies. It's February 2022, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to our show. My name is Brian, and I'm joined today by my co-host Linnea. Hello. And Evan. Hello. So, pop culture news. Linnea, why don't you pick who goes first, since whenever I pick you to pick or to go first <laughs> or second, you always question it. So I just want to know your motivations. Okay, I'm going to pick myself. All right, go for it. <laughs> Actually, no, I'm going to pick Evan. Okay. Why? <laughs> Why did you pick me, I wanted to see how you'd react. Okay, so my pop culture reference for this week is that the Kenobi release date has come out. If you don't know, after the Book of Boba Fett, which we might review sometime. How many Star Wars shows are they going to make? There's a lot. A whole lot planned, Linnea. A whole lot. Oh, so, yeah. Obi-Wan Kenobi is going to be starting on May 25th, 2022. That's a ways away. Yeah. I'm pretty excited for it. Dad, how, are you excited for it? I'm looking forward to it. It'll have Ewan McGregor back as Kenobi since he played him in the movies. And also Hayden Christensen's going to be back as Darth Vader. I thought so that guy cool. died. What? I thought the guy who played Kenobi died. Oh, oh well, Alec Guinness from the original trilogy. Yeah, the original uh, person. We're talking about the prequels. Okay. Yeah, if if Alec Guinness came back, he'd be <laughs> really, really old. <laughs> I was so confused. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Should be uh should be a fun show, I hope. Yeah. And now you go, Dad. I go next? All right. Yeah. I have one word and I'm gonna see what you guys think. If if you know what I'm gonna talk about. Barbie. I saw something about Barbie. But they are wasn't... going to make a movie. About Barbie, live action Barbie movie. Oh. And I don't know about you, but when I think of a Barbie movie, I'm just kind of like, uh, really? But the weird thing is, is that there are big name stars attached to this. Uh, Margot Robbie is going to be playing Barbie. Ryan Gosling is going to be playing Ken. The screenwriter is Greta Gerwig. She's a very accomplished screenwriter. I mean, she did Little Women. So um, it's she, kind of uh, just a Mario movie. Yeah, so it's it's <laughs> strange that there's these just these big names are being attached to it. Uh, like Simu Liu from uh, Shang Chi and the Ten Rings, he's going to be in it. it. So I'm I'm thinking, hmm, this it might actually be good. I don't know. It's intriguing <laughs> now to think about this. This is going to be about a Barbie That's girl weird. in a human world. Could be. All right, I guess that leaves Linnea. Okay, mine is that the trailer for the Lightyear thing, but that Pixar's making was five days ago. Yeah, that was a fun trailer. Mm-hmm. It didn't reveal much about the movie, but it also revealed like basic plot too. So it's a good trailer. That is what a trailer needs to do, and it accomplished it. In the trailer, we see a little robot cat. What'd you think of that? It was weird. I it didn't actually watch cat it. From Captain Marvel. <laughs> Wait, you're talking about the trailer for your pop culture reference, but you haven't watched it? No. What? <laughs> All right, from now on, when you bring up a pop culture reference, you have to have at least watched it, because Evan and I over here, we can talk about it. <laughs> Why haven't you watched it? 
How do you even know it came out if you haven't watched it? Because people who have watched it did not share it as their pop culture reference. I had, so I have a list where I put all my pop culture stuff, and I saw the trailer, so I put it there. And then I just didn't get around to watching it. Okay. <laughs> you had time before we started the podcast. You could have just done it then. <laughs> I was, didn't want to. So after we're done recording, you need to go watch it. Or maybe we'll just all watch it together. Yeah, that would work. What say you to that? Yeah, that's okay. All right. Well, that's it for our pop culture news. Let's move on to this week's topic, the Winter Olympics and the movie Miracle. So it is Winter Olympics time here. We've had our TV on for the last few nights watching some of the stuff. What do you think? Are you guys finding it interesting this year to watch some of the sports going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Me and Dad are joking around about it a lot. You have to expand on that. <laughs> we're just joking around with what the announcers say. For example, the entire time when they were showing the luging, the announcers just kept saying that you should relax. So now that's kind of just a thing that me and Dad <laughs> joke about. Yeah, you gotta gotta relax on the bobsled, and then it was then they cut to uh, what it was. It was figure skating, mm-hmm. and so then we were saying, "Oh, hey, they should just relax, and they do much better." <laughs> uh, last night we had it on, and some guy was demonstrating. I, I don't know who this guy was, and I hadn't seen anything like it. It was such a weird little bit. But this guy was in some kind of a studio. And he had some downhill skis and a boot strapped to it. And he was showing, him, oh, this it's impossible for this boot to come off. And then like he shoved he, he, he shoved this two-by-four into it. And he's like pulling on it, pulling on it. And, oh, the boot won't come off. So then they cut back to downhill skiing. What's the first thing we see? Somebody's <laughs> boot. A guy slalom skiing. Wham! He falls down and his ski goes flying right <laughs> off. <laughs> it's like, uh-huh. And then okay. that happened again like two minutes later where somebody's ski just fell off. The timing couldn't have been better. I, I guess that's how we know it was live, because if it weren't live, they probably would have cut that, so he didn't look as silly as he did. But He probably just was watching that later, like, oh, why did they have to play that at that time? So some of the sports we've seen, what is your favorite, or what's the most interesting to you? I like ice skating. Just the snowboarding stuff is pretty cool. Like, there are a whole ton of things, like the half pipe and then that giant jump they do. There are a lot of just different things that you can do while snowboarding. And since it's a recent sport, I feel like so many records have been broken this time. Like, every time I tune into a snowboarding thing, it's just like a new record was just broken or somebody did something that was never been able to be done before. Yeah, we we were watching the half pipe the other night, and there was a gentleman from Japan who won the gold, but uh, he was something like 24 feet above the rim of the half pipe. It was just incredible. Did you guys hear that one quote by one of the announcers? They were like watching skiing or something and someone fell over and they were like, you know, this reminds me of tacos. Even when they fall apart, they're still awesome. I did not hear that. (laughs) When was that? I don't know. Like I went to school and my one friend's just going around and, like, texting everyone that quote with, like, pictures. Back to you, Linnea. You said ice skating. Yeah. Was, so when you say that, I'd, I'd like to know, are you talking about figure skating? Are you talking about speed skating? Which uh, kind of figure skating? Figure skating. Figure skating. Okay. Do you like the more technical stuff or the dance stuff? I like the stuff that looks pretty. Individual pairs? Well, yeah, just, like, cool stuff. <laughs> 
<laughs> do you like watching individuals or pairs or, like or just anything? I like anything. Just anything. Okay. As long as it looks cool to Linnea, Linnea likes it. <laughs> yeah, I think some of my favorites, probably the cross-country skiing I enjoy just because I used to cross-country ski a lot when I was in my early teens. So it's fun to see these people out there on the course. I, not that I know what they're going through, but you know, I can envision myself in their place. So it's like, wow, that's a lot of work. And oh my gosh, just going up and down these hills and oh, I, I feel for them. And so and I'm just amazed how fast and how strong they are. My earth science teacher has like the completely different opinion about that. <laughs> when when we were in class, he he said, oh, we should put on some Olympics while we're doing work. And then he checked what was happening and he was like, oh, it's just cross country skiing. We don't need skiing. We don't need to see that. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to write a strongly worded letter to your teacher. Jeez, then. Mr. Lundberg. Yeah, Mr. Lundberg. <laughs> Are you going to get him to listen to this now? Maybe. <laughs> That's okay, Mr. Lundberg. Everyone can like different things. Do you guys like the Summer Olympics or the Winter Olympics more? I like the Winter Olympics because they can pull off more cool tricks. Yeah, that's a hard question. You know, I enjoy watching the things like the half pipes and the, the skating, but at the same time, I really enjoy things like the bike races in the Summer Olympics. I enjoy fencing, even though you rarely ever see it on TV. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't think I can choose. I think, I, I mean, I like them both. I like the Winter Olympics more, I think, because... I just feel like I've only ever seen two Summer Olympics, but I can remember seeing like 10 Winter Olympics. <laughs> really? <laughs> wow. And the teachers How always, old are you now? The teachers always <laughs> make us do assignments on the Winter Olympics because they always happen during school. And they're like, yeah, so what days are these sports happening? And I'm like, why do we need to do this? Oh, okay. And this time it's happening in our Spanish class. So not only do we have to collect all this data, but we have to translate it into Spanish. <laughs> oh, really? Wow. That's interesting. Spanish Olympics. Do you have to follow this, the teams from Spain then? Or, or Spanish-speaking no, countries? Like She wanted us to like turn and talk about, what do you notice about this data chart? Who's winning right now? Evan's up on that. Every day you're telling us who's ahead in the medal count. Yeah, whenever we watch Olympics, I'm just on my phone looking at the medal count. Let me check, actually. Oh, right now it looks like Norway has nine medal, has nine gold, five silver, and seven bronze. 27 total medals for Norway. So they're in the lead yep. as of the time we're recording this podcast. And they have the most gold. All right, good for Norway. Anyway, anything else we want to talk about for the Winter Olympics? Otherwise, we'll move on to talking about the 2004 Disney movie Miracle, which I thought would be fun to watch since it's based on the 1980 Winter Olympics and more specifically mm -hmm. the 1980 hockey team. And it's in Minnesota. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So, so that's the story. If you haven't seen it, Miracle is the story about uh, Herb Brooks, who is the coach of the 1980 Winter Olympic hockey team that went all the way and won the gold. But a lot of people forget the big game was the U.S. against the the Soviet Union, and that was that was only the semifinal. So it wasn't they didn't actually win the gold at that game. It was the game before that. But they went on to win the gold. But the movie is just so much about how they were trying to beat the Soviet team. The, the other team who got to the finals was probably just like oh I, I wish we got to do that I think I wish we got to fight them was this the first time seeing this movie for you Evan 
Yes. Okay, and then Linnea, you said you'd watched it in class? I watched it in the social studies class that Evan's in right now. But oh. I guess his teacher liked us better since he's not getting to watch it. And did you have to write a report on it or something, or she just yeah, had it on? Like we, whenever they have us watch movies at school, they usually give us like a worksheet to do on it. So like, what does this character say? Why... What's happening in this scene? Why do they do that? So just to like make sure we're paying attention. So it's kind of like how we're going to talk about it here on our podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> our unit studies teacher, Miss Olinger, she lived next to one of the people who were in the hockey team that time. So I think she's just really interested in the movie because she knew one of the people that it's based on. Okay, that's cool. Now, you didn't know this, I'm sure, and I've been saving it, but your grandma, my mom... Mm-hmm. She knew her Brooks. Oh. And when she was in high school, she worked at a drugstore and they had a soda fountain there. And her Brooks would come in and order like sodas and floats and malts from her. So that's how, <laughs> so that's our family's connection. That's fun. Yeah, I know. She used to talk about that. <laughs> I think a lot of people in Minnesota still have connections to that team and her Brooks and hockey. And it's, mm-hmm. it's yeah. just amazing how how you can talk to people and they're like, oh yeah, I know something about this. (laughs) Mom said that grandpa knew one of the people too, I think. So my first question I wanted to ask you is, this movie opened with a montage of historic events kind of leading up to the 1979-1980 games. Did that do anything for you? Did it give you a sense of place or time or was it just kind of eh? It confused me. I, I was confused on what was happening the entire start. Like, the first ten minutes, they were just, like, I had no idea what was going on. In sixth grade, I watched it, and I got kind of bored. And then it showed, like, the it showed the cool title opening, like, Miracle. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is a movie. <laughs> and then this time when I was watching it, I was like, oh, wow, a lot of bad stuff was happening before this. I think they were trying to just show how... I don't know if desperate is the word, but but just how in need the country was of something positive to happen. So there were all these events happening around the world that just seemed, you know, this is bad, and this is bad, and this is bad. And, and, uh, you know, there was gas prices and the hostages. And so, yeah, so I was just wondering what your thoughts were on that. You know, maybe, maybe studying more history, Evan, and you start to know some of these things that might mean more to you. I, I know about the Cold War. <laughs> I remember I saw a lot about that at the Minnesota History Museum. Was there a scene in this movie that stood out to you? Now, I'm not saying like it has to be your favorite or anything, but just something that stood out to you. The scene that stood out to me and the one that I can, the one that I really remember watching in sixth grade was the one where it's like the game's over and the coach is forcing all the hockey players to keep going back and forth and back and forth again because I think maybe I can also relate to that scene because I was an Irish dance and whenever the teachers like weren't satisfied with what we were doing they would just kind of have us keep doing it again like we would do these drills that would last for like half the class and it was so tiring. That's really cool Linnea because I probably watched this movie when it first came out you know 2004 so somewhere around that time or maybe I rented it 2005-06 and, yeah, that is the one scene that still stuck in my memory before we watched it the other night. I I could picture one or two scenes, but that scene just really sticks out to me. And, yeah, it's just showing, 
you know, he's just trying to get across to these guys. We're not here to go halfway. We're here to win. And, mm -hmm. and if you're not going to put, it's kind of cliche, if you're not going to put 110% into it and, you know, he's just making them. And every time they're just getting more tired and more tired, but, you know, do you really want it? Are you going to keep going? And I think that just shows the length that Herb Brooks was trying to go to to get these guys to to be competitive. Mm -hmm. That whole scene, though, was kind of just about team spirit. He was waiting for somebody to say they're a member of Team USA. <laughs> I also like the scene after that where he told his wife that he ran into a moose. <laughs> oh, yeah, the plane. The plane ran into a moose. Oh, yeah. Was that an actual thing that happened? You know, I don't know. I'm not sure. So Herb Brooks, the, I mean, the real life Herb Brooks was involved in making this movie. And we have no way of knowing how much is real and how much is not. A lot of the, a lot of the commentary and things I've read online have said that it's pretty true to life. So did they run into a moose? I don't know. It, <laughs> it's a funny little bit. It, it's so odd to just throw that in there because I don't... <laughs> I mean, when's the last time we've heard of someone running into a moose? Like, maybe up in northern Minnesota, but I think they were... Well, now, where were they? I don't know. Like, were they in Colorado I, or something? No, they were up... They were in Minnesota somewhere. Anyway, so that's that was a fun little... That was a fun little throwaway line. It was, it was very amusing. Because then he was like, no, no, the moose is fine, the, but the plane, we gotta, gotta make sure the plane's okay. <laughs> so, about Coach Brooks... Do you think he was friendly? Do you think he was mean? How how did the movie, or how did he come off to you in this movie? Well, he seemed like a nice guy, but like he was trying to come off to the team as being strict and mean. He came off to me as a criminal mastermind. He knew exactly what he needed to do to help everyone. Like he, he would yell, so he would yell at the kids and then walk out and be like, "Hey, you think I got him going? <laughs> you think I got those kids pumped up?" Yeah. So some head games. Again, some commentary I read from the actual players said that the movie made him out to be much nicer than he was. <laughs> oh, my god! <laughs> so, so you can take that for what it's worth. I mean, I think one of the opening lines is, you know, I'm your coach, he says to him. If you want a friend, talk to, you know, the doctor or the assistant coach. He's not like Ted Lasso. Right. He's not like Ted Lasso <laughs> at all, right? He, he, he is there just to be the taskmaster and get them to a point where they can win and he doesn't care. And and later on we do see that he does kind of care when he has to let you know, that one last player go and mm -hmm. you can just see that he's so sad and it's, and it's poignant because that's the same thing that happened to him in real life. Mm -hmm. uh, he was on the 1960 Olympic team and he was the 21st person and he got cut. He was the last person to get cut. And that team went on to win gold. And Aww. yeah, so so I think that's why that scene was in the movie because it is so poignant for him. And apparently after that game, after the U.S. won in, in 1960, he went back to that coach and said, well, you must have made the right decision because you won. And boy, that takes that takes a big person to be able to admit that. Mm. Yeah, so that's kind of amazing. Did that guy ever go on to be the coach of the Winter Olympic team? Which guy? Oh, the guy that he cut? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> mustache guy? Yeah, mustache guy. That's his name. So just a little more about maybe just the movie in general. What did you think about the clothes that people were wearing? <laughs> I didn't really pay much attention. Didn't pay to much it. attention? Okay. I noticed the hockey clothes, and I was like, well, those are really big and sweaty looking. The only clothing I could really focus on is how the goalie 
His legs just looked like they had big pretzel sticks on them. <laughs> and I, it made me kind of hungry. I enjoyed the pants that all the the people were wearing. Uh, you know, with the stripe, the plaid kind of pants. <laughs> I, I guess if you guys didn't notice them, but boy, to me, they stood out because there are pictures of me when I was a little kid in the 1970s that, and I had pants exactly like that. <laughs> so, yeah, it, it was very period accurate. I did notice him walking around in plaid pants, and I was like, did he just get out of bed? <laughs> and then maybe just the time period, too. For example, some of the cars, the phones... Like, like, so I was thinking of you know people talking on phones, regular phones that hung on your wall with mm-hmm. a receiver, which I don't think you have ever seen. Oh, we had one in our old house, but I, we don't I, have one now. Mary has, Mary has one. one. Oh, does she? Okay. I think Grandma does too, doesn't she? Yeah. Does she use it that much? Well, people people are always calling her on it, and then she doesn't answer. <laughs> Just some of the nostalgic things that I that I see watching this movie it makes me feel. Oh, I remember that. Oh, I thought you were going to say it makes you feel old. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't make me feel old. It makes me feel nostalgic. To our listeners, I mean, in case you haven't really noticed this, we are in Minnesota. We're from Minnesota. What did you think of Kurt Russell's Minnesota accent? Uh, it was, was pretty good. Was that the lead guy? Yeah, so he played Herb Brooks. Oh, I didn't notice it. <laughs> Sometimes I felt like it was overdone a bit, but it was pretty accurate. I didn't notice it at all. Does that mean I have an accent? <laughs> yes, Linnea. There were parts I think that he got really well, and then there are other parts where it sounded maybe like he was more from the East Coast. Uh, mm. Yeah, it's hard to describe. Some of the some of the language was correct, but I think the inflection and just the the delivery wasn't quite what I'd call Minnesotan. <laughs> but you know, whatever, that's fine. I, just uh, wondering what you guys thought of that. Uh, Another question I had for you is I was wondering about what you thought of the buildup of tension in the movie. We know going into the movie that they won, of course, because it's a historical fact. Did you feel tension going into the movie or going into that game and watching them try to score goals? I did. I did not, really. I mean, it was interesting. I I liked how all the shots were made, but it did not not seem like anything to... Crazy movies about sports just make me really anxious. Oh, really? Like every time I watch like a sport thing, I just the only thing I can think about is like, man, if I was on that team, I'd hate it. I'd be so scared. The only person that I really paid attention to through the whole entire hockey game at the end, they <laughs> it was really that the coach of the other team, just because I thought his reactions to everything were really funny. At the start, he just looked confused. And then when he, and when like somebody whispers something to him, he looks like he got really mad, like he just figured out that they were losing. He had great bushy eyebrows too. Yeah, yeah. He also just like plucked his eyebrows. It was really funny and weird. So, how do you feel the actors or the people playing the hockey players performed? I feel like half of them looked like this one guy with really big hair, and then the other looked like this one guy who had a mustache. Like, so it's it hard just, to tell it the difference? There were two types of people. Like, like long two, hair guy and mustache two guy. Two of them were having a fight at one point, and they were both like the kind of pretty big hair guys, and one of them, the only way I was telling them apart was that one of them's nose was bleeding. Also, a lot of them took their take their shirt off. That's That's another defining feature of them. 
so most, if not all, of those boys who were playing the the hockey players were pretty much just real hockey players. They and had no acting experience, uh. so this was pretty much their first acting job because they wanted them mostly because they were playing hockey. So, I mean, I think for for people like that, I think they did a, a pretty good job. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just had to channel their passion for playing hockey into acting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good way of putting it, Linnea. So do you two have any thoughts or questions or ideas you wanted to share about the movie? I did in sixth grade when I wrote on the worksheet that I forgot them. A lot of those hockey players became, like, speakers, public speakers. Oh, Oh, the the actual hockey players. Yeah, at the end of the movie, there's a a montage, a credit scene where they, where they show the, you know, the boys who played the hockey players and then they under it it said what the real person actually did yeah a lot of them were financial advisors motivational speakers someone in a real estate so and then some of them went into hockey coaching and playing yeah yeah but i feel like like the first five were just motivational speakers <laughs> <laughs> all right so uh scale of one to ten how would you rate miracle I feel like it'd be kind of sad if we didn't give it a high rating because it's a true story. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 7. Nice. I'll give it a 7, too. I'll give it... I think I'm going to agree with you. I'll, I'll give it maybe a 7.5. But, yeah, it's a it's a fun movie. It's. Uh, I feel like it's more of just a historical snapshot. It's nothing I'd need to see again for another 10, 15 years. But, yeah... I, I think it, it's a it's a good window into that time period and what happened. All right, there we go, Miracle. You can find it on Disney Plus if you'd like to watch it yourself. Now it's time to move on to Fortune Cookies. All right, my fortune this week is be on time next time. <laughs> oh, wow. I guess we are recording this a bit later than usual, but... Okay. I have, there's a price to waiting. So that's kind of similar. I have Starter Revolution. Just Starter Revolution, Dad. <laughs> what are these fortunes? <laughs> also, me and Lene both have FTX on the back of ours again. Sponsored by FTX. Yeah, that's, that's weird. I don't know. The place where we get Chinese food from must have changed their fortune cookie provider. Mm-hmm. Okay, well that wraps up another episode of Lunchbox Reaction. Thank you, everyone, for listening. We sure appreciate all the downloads that you're giving us. If you'd like to write us, you can visit our website. There's a Contact Us form there. Drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. You can find us on Facebook. You can always find us on Twitter, too, at Lunchbox Reaction. Of course, our website is lunchboxreaction.net. forgot to mention that. Thank you to my co-host, Devin. That's me. And Linnea. Bye. And we'll see you next week at the lunch table. Take care, everyone.